0: What's up?
1: Welcome to another, another from your mother. <laughs> <laughs> you'll always get unfiltered truth and uh, hurtful words and usually things that you'll get upset about from beyond the dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a per- perfect way to put it.
1: It's our intro. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Excellent.
1: We, um, we were talking today and we were talking the other day about um, the ever-increasing presence of fitness professionals in the online space Mm -hmm. I mean it's our it's also in um it's in the brick and mortar I mean obviously there's fitness is a pretty popular business but Mm -hmm. um the more and more and it's probably just because our social media is tuned to those types of people (laughs) exactly I mean most people get cats and dogs and I get half-dressed people in fitness. I mean, that's my entire social media presence is nothing but half-naked people working out. Exactly. Um,
0: and then a whole bunch of ads on supplements.
1: Tons. <laughs> so we see a lot. We see a lot in as far as the advertising and marketing world. But we haven't, we're having a conversation about what it would be like if you were just um, John Doe nobody trying mm-hmm. to figure out who to follow and how to get help from. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's starting to wear on me in, in a little, a little bit that, I don't know if people truly even want to be helped. Right. So, you and I are we're having again. We're always talking off to the side. Mm-hmm. The life that we've committed to over the last ten years as professional trainers and um, uh, just lifestyle experts. Right. Our goal um, when we started the business, it wasn't, hey, we're, this is the path to getting rich and to not having to worry about your future and to you know, having that nice legacy of wealth. Oh, gosh, yeah. N- you're never going to meet anyone in the fitness business unless they're you know, somebody that's high end, that's got a lot of exposure, that's mm-hmm. got their own programs, they're on you know, the real big-time fitness oh, yeah. people. And
0: um, I'd say, too, and they've dedicated their life to it. Entire life. And they have surrounded themselves with people who predecessors who did the same thing and then maybe they had like this really big break where they got it with a company who's very well known and they did show that they could hang with the with the big boys and the big girls
1: it's, it's like winning the lottery yeah. okay so you, you're you you got the right personality at the right time with the right type of a program and people will latch on to you for a short time mm-hmm. but even people that we knew or that we know that's that are in the business they're only popular for a moment right and it gets it gets much more cruel the older mm-hmm. the professional gets, uh, especially mm-hmm. if you're a female. 45 mm-hmm. um, year old, 50 year old, 55 year old, there's a shelf life to females because it's just the cruel way the industry is mm-hmm. set up that, yep. you know, old ladies in fitness. Yep. Um, guys, I think as long as you can maintain a six pack and you're mm-hmm. kind of still ripped up, you have longevity. I mean, you're, you're looking at guys in their 60s, 70s, they're still doing crazy things with fitness. Oh, yeah. It's accepted. Yeah. Um,
0: it's totally whack.
1: It's totally (laughs) whack. There's, there's no 70 year old man that's going to inspire a a 20 year old woman. Right. You know? So when we are looking at our, the people that we pursue in fitness. So if I've got someone in mind and I've talked about the people that have just physically destroyed me, Mm -hmm. that were 15 Mm -hmm. years older than me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, I've got so much more to do. The male psyche, the a type personality, I have to have somebody to chase. Right. And I've got to have an image in mind. I've never hung anything on the wall and be like, I want to look like that. I don't know if that's just me or if that's just a guy thing. I don't, Think guys keep pictures of guys on the wall to say, that's the body image I want.
0: Well, we can say, we can definitely speak to the fact that I, neither one of us have ever been given a picture or somebody pulling up on one of their phones where a guy says, this is the body I want. So, from our experience, we've never, no, we've that's never true. seen it.
1: Okay. So, most people, maybe we can agree, you've got to have something to pursue. I mean, if you're looking for a better version of yourself and you've got a mental image of what that's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. I guess you'll kinda latch on to somebody that's got that image that's in the space. You're like, well, right. there's Susie and Susie's kind of got the the shape and the shoulders. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm gonna chase Susie. Mm-hmm. Because we as humans have to have something to chase. Yep. It's not good enough to chase body chemistry.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: blood pressure, my body fat. I mean, it's just sometimes it's just not good enough to get you out of bed in the morning. Oh, absolutely. Okay. No, I totally agree. So we're promoting, obviously we've got um we've got our gym and then we've got Shapeshift mm-hmm. and we're doing all this. And we did a um, we started just doing social media posts where we put a couple things out there just to kind of scratch the surface and start creating conversation. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that came out on the one post I put up, it was my before and after photo. Yeah. And the stuff that came out, I let this out there for about two weeks and it was about all I could stand before I turned off the comments. And of course, in social media world, even a negative comment is publicity, <laughs> right. right? So you've got to let them all go. So even <laughs> right. though the negative ones are up there, It's still fueling conversation. And what you don't know is that if you're one of those pinheads that keeps commenting negatively on somebody's stuff, you're going to start seeing more and more of it because social media thinks that they don't read what you write. They just that. realize that you wrote it. Exactly. And they're going to keep putting stuff like that in front of you. So, ha you know, you're negative. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're inviting junk mail into your social media stream. So right. it's, that's what you get for being nasty. But um, the stuff that I had put out there, and it was just my journey. Mm-hmm. And the significance that I was um, putting in my post was, hey, it took me 10 years. You know, from my 20s to my 30s to my 40s, I can find a patch in every decade where I was just not optimal. Mm-hmm. And in this one thread, I got one that it was fake, two that it was Photoshopped, three wasn't the same guy, um, steroids, so uh, what else did they say? Uh, one guy has Dumbo ears, the other guy doesn't, so yep. it's clearly not the same. So not only did people not believe it was me, yes, they didn't believe there was a real transformation. They said it was Photoshopped, a yes. lot of Photoshop comments. Yep. Um and then some idiot was like, look, this guy's got tattoos and this one doesn't. It's like, the hey, idiot. I said it was 10 years. <laughs>
0: it was 10 years. <laughs> That's probably my favorite one. Yeah, so. you can actually <laughs> get a new tattoo. It's, it's, yeah,
1: okay. Um, <laughs> but the, I guess the, what I'm trying to come with this is you put something out there that you hope might resonate with somebody. Yes. The whole part of fitness is um, the, the because you and I are both in the business together, you're going to draw a crowd that I'm not. And I'm going to draw a crowd that you wouldn't necessarily. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when we promote and advertise a fitness solution, it's like, hey, if this resonates with you, we'd like to work with you. Mm -hmm. And we started out with my story and it was just very ill received. And like I said, everything from from no way was this real all the way down to I did drug use to get there. Oh, yeah. And Um, the
0: funny thing is, is that we did have somebody kind of come to your defense or there were like two or three people and all it did was fuel more ugliness. Where what I wanted to do, which you know this isn't me, is to be like, um, so I'm this guy's wife. I actually took the first picture myself. Dude. And I was actually in the presence of you when you had the other one taken. So like...
1: Well, our photographer got on too. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Chris Chris got on and he started vouching for it and it wasn't good enough. Yeah. But this, this is where um, we had maybe four or five people... Private message off of that thing. They're like, "Hey, I really need help." Right. So obviously, the goal was to resonate with a couple people, mm-hmm. and it did. Mm-hmm. The other day, I saw some other dude. This was um. This big brother had uh, he had a thing out. Just says, "Hey, I want to work with you." Never heard of him before.
0: No. Built,
1: dude. Built. Yeah. Three hundred comments. Here's the trick to marketing. If you don't want it, you can turn those comments off. All right. So you just put it out there. You just don't get the engagement. Right. 300 comments. And I think 80% of it was, was really vicious. They were ugly. It was vicious, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, it, and again, same thing. Who would want to look like this? Why would I want to do that? This person has no life outside of the gym. It just went, you know, boom, 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 over and over and over again. Right. You know, you have the choice to not comment. You have the choice to not look at it. You have a choice to let it go. Mm -hmm. But this, these late, these things of late are starting to feed my idea that I don't know that people really even want to be helped anymore.
0: Um, no, and I I see where you're coming from because it's we're finding that it's more and more negative and ugly, and if it's not ugly, somebody will turn somebody's positive comment into a negative one themselves, even so they can't even let somebody else. If somebody would have posted on your. You know, if I would have come forward and posted and been like, hey, I'm actually married to this guy. Uh-huh. I've been on this journey with him. I've seen him. I guarantee you I would have been called a liar or something. I've been like, what else are you going to say you're his wife? So people can't even, they can't even leave a positive, good comment alone without being ugly about it.
1: The the vicious the viciousness of humans in the United States. Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if this is anywhere else. I mm-hmm. think most of those people were U.S.-based. But the... That you don't have enough light in your life to be able to, one, acknowledge somebody's accomplishments, mm-hmm. two, support them, mm-hmm. or three, share it out to someone that you might actually know could benefit from some guidance and from, and from some help. Right. And from help. Um, but that the, the default inclination of most people now is to just be vicious. Yep. And... It's part of it. We've we're, we're learning still to toughen up, and it, mm-hmm. it is what it is. If you can't really take anyone's opinion of you that doesn't know you, right? I mean, it's it's at some point it was entertaining mm-hmm. um, because people were pretty creative in the way they were being hateful. <laughs> 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 A lot of stuff came out, um, but now let's bring this into the brick and mortar space where we see people face to face, right. and in that vehicle, they do know you. They do know your trainer. They do know what you're doing mm-hmm. for them, and there's always a relationship that starts that somewhere along the line when the person cannot do the work or the is not completing the tasks as expected to see progress, it ends up going into well, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. The gym's not good enough. The training's not good enough. There's Mm -hmm. all of a sudden another litany of things as to why something isn't working for that person. Ergo, the person's got to go do something else. If, if a train was trying to travel from east coast to west coast, and the whole way along the, on, along the straight path, and the engineer decided, you know what? I don't like the straight path. It's boring. I want to go this way, and I want to go this way. Not only is the chance that that person is going to get lost if he gets to jump tracks any way he wants to, it's going to take twice as long. Yes. And it's it's not going to work right. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to expend energy and resources, and you're you're just screwing around all the time when the path is laid out. But people insist. Imagine that that train track. It just turns around. You don't even realize that you've done a U-turn. Exactly. And then you, you keep circling around and your excuses get more bolder because you spent more time on the track than you should have. Yep. Um, you haven't learned anything. Mm-mm. You look worse than when you started. And there's a thousand reasons as to why you're not going to take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Why a trainer would want to work with you. And that, I say this tongue in cheek, and this is just in the moment because I get discouraged when people don't see their own potential. Right. And, um, we talked about this this morning, the trainer can't be the motivation for you to get to where you want to go. No, you're a fitness professional, your nutritionist, your doctor, if they want your results more than you do, you're lost Mm -hmm. because at some point they're going to get tired of your bullshit and they're like, you're on your own, dude. You know, and I think that's why doctors visits now. They're so short. All right, we'll see you in a year. Bye. I mean, I get up, I get worked up as a trainer. What does a doctor look like after year after year, you see someone that's approaching diabetes, approaching diabetes, approaching diabetes, and boom, five, six years later, they've got diabetes. Right. Doctor's like, well, I told you. You know, what, what do you want me to do? I, I, that's why doctors, I think, anymore are impartial.
0: And- well, you made a good point. I don't remember if we talked about it on a podcast or something else where it was like, they have now, like, doctors now use the scale for everything. And I don't mean the scale you stand on, but they're like, hey, if you're within this percentage, you're fine, you're average, you're good. But nobody looks at the fact that from zero to 99, they're saying you're average. Yeah. So it's a terrifying, it's terrifying.
1: It's, um, so Jen's talking about the sliding scale when you go in and like get your blood work done. Oh, yeah. And if or your blood yeah. sugar is 75 to 99, yes. you are within the range of the majority of the population. Right. That range, and that, that range is provided by the lab. Yep. And the lab says, well, hey, this is where most people fall. Mm-hmm. And if you're in between the lowest of low and the highest of the high, you are in, and the doctor's like, well, you're average. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? As over the last 20 years, that whole thing has slid to the right. Exactly. Average has gotten worse.
0: It's the same thing that they keep saying, and I've never found anything that backs it, that they're changing the labels inside clothes to make people feel better about themselves. Oh, totally. So the old, you know, the two that once upon a time, well, now you can go in and it's, you know. It's really a four. Exactly. It was a four of
1: 10 years or 20 years ago.
0: Right. So they're changing everything just to make you feel better about yourself and people are blindly accepting. Uh, it's one of my favorite conversations when people, especially women, and I can say, cause I am one when they come in and they're like, I wear a size two. And the second half of that conversation is how they're considered morbidly obese by their doctor. Right. They have like a skew of it. so many issues. It's not even funny. And I'm like, you understand that that piece of clothing was marked wrong. Let's
1: you, let's talk about on. Lululemon's size two. I mean, they all get come sideways. On. They're meant to make some, I look good. They say mm-hmm. I'm a two. I'm gonna keep buying their clothes exactly. And it, there might be more. There might be more psychology in the way they. That's the worst type of marketing because they're actually creating a false narrative for you. Not just definitely. Not just selling you on a on a training mindset. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, look, come come to my size. You're only a medium over here. Yeah. And that's enough to get someone to be a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um so here we are. Yeah. So so here's trainers and here's the industry. And because we're breaking into the online space with ShapeShift, we're I'm starting to pay more attention to some of the other people that are before me. Mm-hmm. And it goes the other piece to this and is pricing. All right? So cost. What do you pay? Mm-hmm. And most people, I think I say most, this is terrible. I shouldn't be doing such a broad. Let's say 50/50. It's mm-hmm. got to be worse than that, but I'll say half the people, half the mm-hmm. people that are interested in change there's a specific budget that they're willing to spend. Right. That budget doesn't become a priority until you have been, let's say, rejected by a date. Um, your spouse has left you because they said you're overweight and you're not attractive anymore. Right. Your doctor says you're going to die by next year at this time. Let's say there's got to be some major thing in your life mm-hmm. to go, ooh, my budget for this thing just went up yep. and I'm going to have to kick all this other bull jive around me down a level because I have to prioritize this. Yep. If there's no pain, people don't change. Mm-hmm. And if I try to, part of part of marketing and fitness, you need to bring pain. You need to sit, help the person walk through the path because when mm-hmm. you first meet someone, they're always guarded. Oh, I like my body. I like my curves. You know, I'm happy mm-hmm. with where I'm at. Awesome, great. You know, you probably shouldn't be 290 pounds at five foot three. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but let's let's talk about it. You know, what's, what's going on? And the idea is you need to walk somebody through their position and try to get to some truth. Right. It's not to make them feel bad, but... You know the conversations people have in their, health, in their head where they're not being fully honest with a stranger. Mm-hmm. You're, someone's not going to sit down with me and go, you know, my mom, when I was younger, made a comment that I was fat and it has messed with my head ever since. Mm-hmm. And ever since now, when I get in a fight, I hide in a closet and I eat food. Right. There's people out there like that. Of course there are. And the psychology that gets into, how do I show you that your health is worth whatever investment? Mm-hmm. People will prioritize gas over there. I mean, fuel in your car to go somewhere stupid. Mm-hmm. Um all-inclusive vacations where you're going to drink and eat yourself stupid is a priority. I get value out of that. But Mm -hmm. you losing 20 or 30 pounds doesn't have a value. It's like, well, I guess I can kind of see the value in that, maybe, if it's the right time and it's the right amount of pain. So I'm trying to circle back to where it's difficult as a trainer to continue to give a shit when people don't care about themselves. Mm -hmm. And
0: um, I think there's often a false... Um, idea of what trainers are actually supposed to be so it's a i've had a lot of experiences with people where it's like well you know what you've changed you used to care more you used to give me the time you used to do this and it's like but you don't i can't want this more than you want it i can't love you more than you love yourself so I think I've talked about this before with myself. I really let my heart sink into people. Like it's a it's, it's a trade. I think it's an I think it's a really good trait and I think it's equally as bad. So for me to have the same conversation with the same person over and over and over again, it will wear my emotions down that I can't be as effective for the next person. Of course. So
1: that's completely accurate.
0: If people would I'm a I'm a person just be honest about it like I will first of all I don't judge anybody anyway but if somebody comes up and they're like I have put on not only the 50 pounds that I put on when I started with you know your gym and you guys but I've added another 25 but I don't care anymore then I know what my role needs to be so I can say do you want to stay at the gym you know do you need coaching off to the side are you willing to pay for it and if they're like no 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 then i can't invest emotionally anymore because they they won't they're not going to invest in themselves
1: if they I, won't even put on a life jacket yes to to stay in the fight you're absolutely right because it can't be an extrinsic it can't be an external motivator where the person comes up and goes Here's myself. Yes, I'm going to do the bare minimum. I need you to do all the work. I need you to do all the check ins. I need you to make me want to be here. I need you to follow up with me two or three times exactly. a day. I need you to make me feel good about myself. I need you to do this. You're looking for a, a fitness butler.
0: Yes, but what I'm finding is, and you know, I would do it if it somebody said they needed that and there was follow through. I'd do it in a heartbeat. But what we find more often than not is I think it's a lot of lip service of, I need you to be all these things, and it's still not going to be enough because they don't want it bad enough.
1: Well, and that's like a chameleon because totally. in that moment, they're like, this is what I need. And then uh, two, three weeks later, you need to be something else. Exactly. And even because they're, they're starting to realize that I, I know you're giving me exactly what I asked, mm-hmm. but my will to not do your guidance mm-hmm has changed. So my will to be resistant to you is getting bolder. So I need you to maneuver yourself. Mm-hmm. So the person's saying, Trainer, you're giving me exactly what I asked for, but I still don't want to do it. And now my resistance to you is greater. So I need you to change and come at me another angle. Right. Outwardly knowing this, you know, um, I'm just I'm just not gonna do this. Yes. I'm just not gonna do that. So so this that's the brick and mortar. Right. Then you go online with these people that are trying to do the same thing where they want to help a bigger demographic. Yeah. And it gets difficult because when we open the gym, we're only exposed to so many people so many hours a day. Mm-hmm. So taking something online means I can go to a, a broader message with a broader scope of people. And we created a program that doesn't need the one-on-one immediate contact. Right. And there's a section of the thing where it's like, you've got to do this piece on your own. Yeah. It's 100%, you know, you've been, this system's been built by a mentor that's done it a thousand, Mm -hmm. thousands of times. Mm -hmm. Follow this, then let's talk. Mm -hmm. You've got to finish the first nine weeks of the program. It's expected you'll get here, here, or here. And when you're done, you've committed to the program, you've already knocked off some of the resistance on your own. You're able to follow directions and you've got to be able to be consistent for nine weeks. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. Okay. P90X used to be 12 weeks. Yes. This is nine. It's simple. Um, but even in that mode, we've had clients that can't even stick with nine weeks right. on their own. They're like, well, I thought I was going to get more support. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the beginning. The support piece comes after you've demonstrated you can follow directions. Exactly. So, online personalities now, they're putting together great programs. Um, I haven't seen one yet that's been totally false. People that are actually no. putting the effort and the time and energy into putting a good product together. So, now they're doing price resistance. And mm-hmm. what they're doing is this one guy that got destroyed, he was doing it for a dollar a day. Mm-hmm. So the model is, well, I'll just make it cheap mm-hmm. and uh, we'll go for volume. Right. Our model is we're a little bit higher cost point. Mm-hmm. I don't want volume, I want quality. Yeah. So I want people that are going to come into the program they're like, I'm going to respect the program because my time's important and my resources are important.
0: Yeah. And you've said a million times the, uh, the people who pay, pay attention. So you want somebody to invest in themselves and say like, ooh, I actually had to cut something out or change something to make this fit my budget.
1: That's who I want. Yeah, because if if you're so loaded that you don't respect the investment, you're not going to respect me. No, of course not. And you're going to look at me like, uh, or any trainer, you're going to look like that, like that brother that put that program together. Yeah, that he's worth only a dollar a day. There's no chance he's worth only a dollar a day. Yeah. But he's made his program available for significantly less. Mm-hmm. In our program, we've got ambassadors and trainers, and we've got other people that you normally wouldn't get on the front end of these programs. Right. Um, even with the amount of success we've had so far with this, there is still a swath of people that couldn't finish. Right. Because it all of a sudden became a, a deep, it wasn't a priority anymore. And their investment wasn't bold enough to make them conform their behaviors, even to pay attention. That's mm-hmm. someone that buys a movie ticket and walks out after an hour. Right. You say, eh, you couldn't hold my attention. Why'd you buy it, dude? You, know, it's, you can't look at something before you pull the trigger to realize you're going to be able to stay to the other end. I don't understand that decision-making process.
0: The movies, a, that's a great analogy. Cause if you think about it, like for our program for nine weeks, if you're in it, we have never made any false promises like, Oh my gosh. In the first week, you're going to have your dream body. Like we've never, we've never said that anything like that in, you know, the first three days you're going to sleep like a baby. The truth,
1: like, you know, why? Cause the truth doesn't, the truth doesn't sell as much as the lie.
0: Exactly. But if, I would say for anybody looking to do something, actually listen to what that person's telling you. If you if you're gonna do shapeshift, and we are saying in nine weeks you're going to be really happy with your results, then on week three, don't tell us that y- you know you're so unhappy and you hate it and you're not gonna do it. Do the nine. Mm-hmm. If you do a program, if this dollar a day dude is like, hey, you need to sign up. And you're not gonna see anything until the first thirty days. Give it the thirty days.
1: That it's it's popcorn society, dude. They microwave popcorn, they they're like, I want it right now.
0: I know, and I think a big problem that a lot of people are doing is is number one, um, I will share a story. I won't of course mention the client's name, but I had one of my favorites. Come up to me and say, hey, I have a very serious question. And trust me, this isn't a bragging thing. She said, how do, I, how do I get to look like you?
1: Move in with Brian Sweeney.
0: What do I need to do? And I said to her, you need to grow about six and a half inches, first of all. She's a tiny little thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, and you need to increase your age by X amount. And you need to have the same upbringing I have. I said, and you need to be married to somebody who's in the fitness industry, too. And she just started laughing. And I said to her, it's a great conversation. Too many people are looking at what other people have done and they're expecting the same thing. They aren't factoring in age, circumstance, the person who does not work, let's say they they don't work, they don't have children or they don't work, they have grown children. And then somebody who's got six children and working three jobs and everything there's no way they're going to have the same thing. Their lives are completely different. Right. So I'll, you know, somebody could have time in their day to work out four and five hours. Somebody may barely get 20 minutes in. The results could be the same.
1: You know, it's funny. It's, it's almost like socialist fitness. I want what you've got and I don't want to put in the work for it. Yep. Th- that's that's yes. so- socialism.
0: And I think that a big thing that people also need to pay attention to are a lot of the times people are lying about how they're getting these results. Like when you don't see real people, I mean, the fun thing is with shapeshift, we know that was you. Mm -hmm. We know that the before and afters that we have posted, they were taken in our gym by either us or by Chris. It's like, we know they're real, but be very careful who you follow on social media and whose plan you follow. They're most likely not telling the truth. You know, they forget to tell you they have a chef. They forget to tell you that they are actually, you know, females speaking as one. They're not telling you they're eating 600 calories a day. They're not telling you they're doing three hours of cardio.
1: Or the plastic surgery.
0: They're not sharing that information. Mm -hmm. They're disguising all of that and going, I can get you there. Look at me.
1: We were looking at, um, there was a, there's a local, um, social media personality Mm -hmm. that, um, she can't be 22, 23 years mm-hmm. old. This person has, I've, I have fat cells older than this person, yes. right? And th- <laughs> this person is now an internet um, trainer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There isn't a fat picture to be found. Mm-hmm. There isn't a before. There isn't a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's TNA fitness. Yes. And this person is crafting a following and crafting a business based on an image that n- people want the output. They want the end result, but they yeah. don't recognize this person was made this way. Yes, This person's genetics are this way. They look this way. They've never struggled and they're, they're living a, um, a social media life Yep, and people are uh, flocking to these people mm-hmm. and there's no history required. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now that's the fitness professional. We've got people that after going through our program decided they wanted to take it into their own program and turn themselves into life and health coaches based on just a little bit that they learned. Mm-hmm. And they actually put out a shingle and said, I'm a health coach now. Mm-hmm. I'm a life coach now. Mm-hmm. Even though their lives are messed up, there's all kinds of crap going on behind the scenes that you don't see That's that would mislead somebody. If you saw someone's true behavior, if you saw me eating pizza and drinking beer all the time, and I'm standing in front of somebody saying, you need to do this, you need to do right. that. But maybe that's just the, you don't have to do what I do anymore. You just have to do what I say. Maybe the mentality of the industry has changed. But then when there is true people that are putting together good programs, charging a dollar a day. Mm-hmm they're getting destroyed because it's just not what people want to see.
0: Yeah. I think everybody's different. And, you know, I've always said that I, I will never make fun of any exercise thing out there. Some of it I've not understood because I just think it's so wonky. Uh I mean the, uh, I'm not going to get into any of them, but there's a couple of them that have like some of the funniest equipment I've ever seen in my entire life. But I think to myself, you know what, if it means somebody is not going to be diagnosed with diabetes, if it means somebody is going to not end up in a wheelchair, if it means that they're going to get to run around and play with their kids, you know, I'm glad that those opportunities are out there. I really am. Be mindful whose path you pick to follow. If all of a sudden overnight, they are just there. Yeah. And overnight, they've got 1 million followers (laughs) on social media and They must be bonafide. Just be mindful. And the other thing, and I've said it probably every time we've talked, be honest with yourself about why you want something if you don't. And be careful where you point the finger. Because I can promise you I've never pointed the finger on any of my weight gain at you or our gym programming. Or I've said, you know what, for these last two weeks, I haven't cared because I didn't want to. I'm always honest about it. And then when it's like, oh, you know what, I'm up, I'm up three pounds, I'm up four pounds, I don't like it anymore. I'm gonna be honest and say now I need to drill things back in, and I'm ready to recommit. Be honest.
1: stop it. You know, honesty, that's not real.
0: Yes, you know, we had a fun conversation last night with somebody. So we were talking about just you know, pictures with some friends, and it was very lighthearted and funny, and people were sharing what they referred to as their own fat pick. Nobody said, oh my God, you were fat. They're like, do you want to see when I considered myself fat? And somebody had said to me, do you actually have a fat pick? And I was like, I got to be honest. I haven't, I've never had one. I've had where I have been heavier than I would like, but I have never been on a fat scale. So you're not going to see me go online and be like, I grew up and I was a really fat child. Sure. I don't have that story, so I'm not going to lie about it.
1: That's funny. So some people, that would resonate more or, or less. Absolutely. Um, so y- your, your value, and this is what I tried pushing for mine, um, coming up into 48 years old <laughs> and being able to say, hey, look, you don't need an eight-pack heading into your 50s to be healthy, oh. to have a good sex drive. You know, a six-pack, it's good. Yeah. A little bit of an outline in your abdomen. Definitely. Great. But the ability to stay consistent over longer periods of time—that is a unicorn nowadays. Mm-hmm. People can get they can lose weight, keep it off for about six months, then boom, it comes right back yep. on, because none of their social situations have changed. Of course, because friends and people like to drink and they like to eat, and people aren't able to detach themselves from food. Mm-hmm. It is um, anyone that says that food doesn't have addictive properties nowadays, and that. Gluttony is the greatest accepted social curse there is. Mm-hmm. Um, people might look at you sideways for being hammered and drinking every weekend, but nobody looks at anybody different for just pounding food and, you know, eat late, eat bad, eat often, whatever you want to do. It's your life, whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Monday, those people roll into the gym saying, I need your help. And then every Friday back, they're right back out going, Oh, I'm with my friends. I'm off duty again. Right. So. to be able to be consistent over time you become more resilient to the times that you do want to just kind of let loose and you don't have to worry about the the extras but um that is assuming you find a trainer that actually wants to give a shit about what you're doing Mm -hmm. that really wants to help you and you brought up something about goofy fitness and just the weird apparatus that's made its way into um the fitness industry Mm -hmm. whether it's (laughs) bizarre ab machines or weird little bouncy boots and uh trampoline fitness and all this other goofy shit Mm -hmm. being active is nice it's nice if you were a couch potato yes but once you move from couch potato to active three to four days a week it's not good enough anymore it's only good in that moment where you transition from sedentary to active you still be lightly active Mm -hmm. but it's active that's the only time those levels of fitness are good is to get the pump primed once you go there you're going to see results your body mm-hmm. your body adapts and it's used to whatever goofy thing you're doing you've got to go out and find something else mm-hmm. why functional fitness is so uh um popular is it it pertains to things you do in life you just start adding intensity to it you start yep. adding strength training to it and then now the things that you do in life are stronger and faster more stability better core mm-hmm. but if you're just doing goofball fitness all the time and expecting you're going to get a healthy midsection, you're going to lose all kinds of weight. You're going to sleep better. You're going to get better sex drive. Um, that The exercise, how long does it take for you to not work out before you lose your strength?
0: Oh, geez. Ooh. Two weeks? <laughs> I'd say, yeah. So two weeks. I'd say two weeks.
1: So fitness is good for about a two-week window. Yeah. All right? Because guess what happens as soon as you stop working out? Your body tries to kill you again. Yeah. It just starts slowing down. You yeah. atrophy, muscle shrink, strength disappears. There's actually a percentage, I can't remember what it was. It was like over the course of six weeks, you can lose 20% of your strength. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hold me to that. I don't remember where I read it. But um, the idea is your body will go in consistent decline if you don't maintain a minimum level of activity. Yep. So okay. to think that your body's requirement for activity is the driver for your weight loss, that's where it's misplaced now. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, guess what? Surprise, they're marketing to you and selling you shit. yes. Because they know that as soon as you take a two-week break, you're going to buy the next crappy product yep. that comes out. Yep. Because you're like, well, that product didn't work. It wasn't the product, dude. It was you.
0: Yes, and it's going to be you on the next one.
1: So when people are doing their program hopping, they're on, from you know, on-demand to in-person to the gym to an online trainer, whatever they're doing, if you can't hold a six-month candle, Before I used to say, just give me six weeks, four weeks, Mm -hmm. eight weeks.
0: Great, It's a great start.
1: It's a great start. Mm -hmm. It's you getting off the couch and putting on the weird conga boots or whatever (laughs) the hell those things are. And um, you're active. Mm -hmm. Hey, nice job. You're going to see a 20% progress just because you stopped eating shit. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not going to see those results moving forward because it was just the initial shock to your body that got rid of those Mm pro-inflammatory foods. You let go of some of that inflammation weight to the water that you were carrying. You're like, oh my God, this is the easiest thing. I've lost 20 pounds in four weeks. That's just from your body recovering from the stuff you've been doing. Mm -hmm. But if you can't earmark six months of your life to conform your behaviors, you got to wake up every day like a like a food monk. You got to sit there and meditate and pray about what the heck you're doing and how much effort you're going to put into conforming yourself. But if you're just like "Ah, I'm following my trainer's directions, as soon as I'm bored, you know he says to eat this, I'll eat that. He says don't eat that, I won't eat it. But if you're not paying attention to what you're doing and how you're doing it, at the end of six months when you quit and find fault in this person mm-hmm. because they suck because you didn't see the results, if you don't meditate on everything you do, you're never going to stick with it. Right. Um, but people don't learn. They just follow instructions. Mm-hmm. And this is part of – Shapeshift was meant to teach people, and this is the only thing that makes me nervous about the program, is that – I only want the, the people that are really looking for change. Right. If you're looking for directions, just go pick up a freaking men's health and follow the 200th guideline on how to get six-pack abs. Uh-huh. Guess, you ever notice how they always keep telling you how to get six-packs? Yes. Shouldn't everyone have a six-pack by now? It's been 30 years of the same advertisement, and people still pick up the magazine, they still read the stupid article, and then they still try to do the same result. And it never works.
0: And then after that, they read sex secrets revealed by women what they really want. <laughs>
1: They don't want your gut hanging over, <laughs> <laughs> your junk. <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> fix yourself. Fix your wig.
0: Uh, fix your wig.
1: All right. So, anything else to add? To that? So, do we even have a point?
0: This, I, I think, the point is just it's be mindful of who you're following. Pay attention to the fact if it's you're following somebody because of what they look like because you think you're going to look like that and there's no way in the world because you're freaking six inches shorter than that person and they've got some I mean it's it's the vegetarian that's following the you know meat eaters diet I mean <laughs> or the meat yeah. eaters uh-huh. and it's like but you couldn't you're never going to look like them if you if you eat soy and plants and everything and this person's you know eating every everything in the entire world that has a face you're not going to see those same results i'm not going to i'm not going to follow a a man the diet that you are doing mm-hmm. i'm not going to follow what you're doing because i'm never i'm never going to look like you i'm not going to go and do what that 22 year old doing i don't have a 22 year old's body anymore yeah so be mindful and then before you go out on social media and blast and be ugly and say that things don't work and these people are, they're scammers and everything else, actually follow it. Do, do what they're saying and then give an honest feedback, but don't say I bought a nine week program and it sucked when you only did the three days or this person's phony. I mean, I actually have no idea cause I don't know them as an individual and I never tried their program, but they suck. Just
1: they suck because they're in my timeline and I don't want to see it
0: exactly.
1: So, watch who you follow. Mm -hmm. Um, it would be a lot easier if the people that weren't really sure that they wanted to even make change stay out of the way so that the people that do want it can get the time with the people that they're looking to train with. Absolutely, and you know, it's um, if you don't need to go to the DMV to get a new license, why are you going to the DMV? Yep, why are you hanging out in there? Don't take a number, don't hog the line. You know, and then certainly don't pollute everyone around you with your reasons for why you can't do something. Yes, you need to go go check yourself, figure out what's going on with you yep. mentally first, then find a professional that's going to walk you through the steps to get it done. Definitely, there are more than enough options, and it it's so discouraging as a fitness professional because I don't know that the industry is making any difference whatsoever right now. In the last two or three years, it's gone from sixty-seven percent o- overweight and obese to seventy it's gone up three points in the last four years, three, four years. It's not working. People don't care anymore. It's a no. gluttony, miserable, nasty uh, situation in our society right now. People want to point the fingers and pass the buck and blame and just be nasty, that no one wants to take the time to actually improve themselves, which by the way is good for your spouse and your family. Why don't you look out for them, you selfish bastard, you know, because they're tired of watching you fidget with your weight all the time. Mm-hmm. Take a minute and set up a good example on how you can maintain yourself for your kids, for your yeah. spouse, for your mom and your dad. You know, don't, don't use this opportunity to be a selfish ass and talk about why the world is all so unfair to you. Hmm. The fitness industry is here to help pave a way and, and create a, a new path, but so few will take it. Yep. Narrow is the door.
0: Well, that's a good point. If you, if you don't want to do it, nobody's going to judge you for not doing it. You, at the end of the day, or in the end of our life, there's one person who is entitled to judge us. There's one person you're gonna to have to answer to, whether you are obese, fit, old, young, whatever it is. But if you haven't committed to something, don't go and trash it and ruin it for somebody else when that whatever it was could mm-hmm. have worked for them. And if you don't want the change, don't do it.
1: Cool. Just
0: do don't do it. It's easy. <laughs>
1: I won't. I won't know because I won't know you. Exactly. And I don't care because I care about the people who care about themselves. Isn't that terrible? Okay. Any other tidbits? I want to talk about our cool thing that we learned about emojis. This has nothing to do with what we talked about.
0: Yes, this is an excellent end. <laughs> yes.
1: So the uh, the prayer hands. Yes. You know. So in the I can't remember who was saying it, who was talking about it, but the, um, you know, somebody passes. And somebody puts the, the prayer hands in there, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yes. It's actually a high five. Yep.
0: We tried it this morning. So do a search on, go if you were going to use an emoji in your search bar, hit high five and see what comes up.
1: <laughs> it's like telling <laughs> someone that died, hey, your dog died. High five. High five. Yeah. So uh, there, there's there's my thing learned for the day. Exactly. Humor be, and everything, everyone. It could be prayers or it could be high five.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Be, just be aware it also means a high five. Yeah. So
1: maybe not use that the next time somebody dies. <laughs> All right. Brilliant. All thanks, right. thanks for jumping on. Um, we appreciate you guys and we appreciate the continued support. If you um, think that this was worth listening to, please pass it on. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to be, as we said in the beginning, as transparent and honest as possible. We're not going to sugarcoat things. And um, we're going to give you lessons learned, not just on our own experiences, but the experiences of people that we train and we work with. And obviously, um, anyone that's in this industry and continues to work with people that shit on them over and over again, it shows they've got heart and Mm -hmm. it shows that they're actually in there to look at the bigger picture and not just the few floaty turds that always screw up the pool for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So find someone that you believe is passionate about what they do. Um, invest in them like they invest in you. Don't take any word or any moment or any guidance for granted. Um, remember that the fitness that you do is not the path to wellness the nutrition is it is i keep raising the, the percentage 99 uh, yep. percent it is on 99 percent of your entire future um autism and the effects are tied to the bad food depression is tied to food oh obviously weight gain and low sex drive it's all tied to food no one ever has bad testosterone because they don't work out enough yes it has something to do with it in you know um relationally but That's not the overall. Um, People don't get depressed because they don't work out. It just so happens that working out helps depression. Mm -hmm. So don't under under, don't underestimate the the influence and the power of you and what you shove in your pie hole. Words of wisdom. You like that? Mm -hmm. It was another rant. Yes. Thirty second one. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thanks again. All right. All right. Love you. Bye.
0: Bye.